Hello and welcome to our podcast. You're listening to Tony and Tiff, Coach to Coach. Our podcast covers all topics coaching. Listen in and enjoy it as we upgrade each week and speak about things with passion, energy and enthusiasm to help you get the very best of life. Hi Tiff. Hey Tony, how are you? I'm well, how are you going? Yeah, look, I'm good. It's just really nice to be connecting with you again. I know it's been a challenging time for all of us to to make these things happen, but it's lovely to be back on another call with you. Absolutely. And today we've got a really exciting topic. So I'm 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 interested to hear how it's going to or to know how it's going to pan out, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, as I always am with our with our conversations, I love where they take us. Yeah, look, and I mean, I think that's one of the good things that I love about podcasting with you, Tiff, because you know, we don't come with a real set agenda. We've got, obviously, we've got topics that we want to talk about that relate to, you know, that are part of our Coach to Coach podcast that we know people want to listen to. But, you know, I just love how we both, you know, can really openly share about some of these important topics and, you know, just getting feedback from people is really good as well. So mm. so this actually, this actual episode um, and the topic that, you know, we're talking about today which is about thoughts, feelings and actions and how they're sort of interconnected came out of a coaching um, client that I had and um, who really wanted to hear our take on this on the podcast. So I thought, wow, great, what a fantastic topic. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, thoughts, feelings, actions, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, <laughs> so one thing I, I did just finish doing um, prior to us getting on here was looking up those um the definitions mm. and that was a fascinating thing to do because um number one it, it helped to cement in my mind the uh the way that those three things are connected mm. um, yeah. very intricately but also um just actually trying to define what a thought and a feeling is actions are quite a lot easier to define because um, you know, they so the definition of an action is a, the fact or a process of doing something, typically to achieve an aim, a thing done or an act. So that's observable. It's quite easy to see that and it's quite easy to define that. Um, as coaches, we know from our own learnings and experiences that what come before actions are feelings and thoughts. So um, when I looked up the definition of thought, that was a really interesting one. It it said um, an idea or opinion produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind um, and the action or process of thinking. So for me, I needed to go a little bit further and into, well, what is an idea? So an idea is um, what exists in the mind as a representation or a formulation of something. So it's something that can be seen or known or imagined, or it can be pure abstraction, like something assumed or vaguely sensed. That, so that's kind of the territory of what thoughts are. And what I found really interesting was trying to, trying to actually find a definition of feelings was just so challenging Yes. Um, because there are so many different definitions of feelings. So the two that I found that I thought were quite good was your feelings about something are the things that you think and feel about it or your attitude towards it. So, again, that shows they're 
intricacy and the interplay that happens between these different ideas. But the the one that I felt was the most appropriate was um, from a psychology perspective. So this one will probably touch into your field of expertise a bit more. Um, The perception of events within the body closely related to emotions. So the term feeling is a verbal noun um, denoting the action of the verb is to feel. So it's, it's that actual action of feeling and something being felt within your body, a, a felt sense or perceived within your body from a different sense other than thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, so good really, yeah. It was a really interesting journey to look up those three and try and figure out, you know, where's this conversation going to go if we, if we go by those definitions. Yeah, I, I think I have to agree with that. Um, I, I guess, obviously, you know, the, these three are so closely interrelated. You know, some people even say cyclical. You know, there's a cycle here that what we think contributes to what we feel or vice versa, and then that leads to our actions. So it's, you know, not only are they closely related and intertwined, but they're actually, there's a bit of a cycle going here that, they actually, what you, actually what you think and what you feel affects the actual action or behaviour that results. So if I'm thinking something positive or feeling something positive, then I'm likely to have a positive action as the outcome. Whereas mm. if, if I'm thinking something or feel, if I'm feeling something negative or thinking something negative, then I'm likely to have a, almost a negative behaviour or negative action that responds, which... I think is um, really interesting. But the other amazing thing that I really love about this cycle or this relationship between the three, the thoughts, our feelings, our actions, is that at any point we can change them. Yeah. You know, isn't that awesome? And that's what coaching's all about. You know, like for me anyway, one of the reasons why I really wanted to become a coach and why I still love coaching and I get so passionate talking about it is because it's all about our capacity to change at any point, yep. you know, yep. and we can change our thoughts, we can change our feelings and we can change our actions, one or all of them, and have a dramatic impact on, you know, where it is we want to go and how we want to change our behaviour overall. So that's why I thought it would be a fantastic topic. Um, and I guess that's what was, you know, the gist of what was client was talking to me about because we were having this conversation and I know things like CBT, you know, the cognitive behavioural therapy looks at this sort of stuff in a very psychological and, a, and a, I guess a clinical way. It's that sort of it's CBT, for those who don't know, is really sort of like a psychosocial um, intervention where people change their behaviour by changing their thoughts, exactly what coaching does in a way. Mm. Um, but as you say, Tiff, being able to regulate our emotions, being able to um, you know, change how it is we're feeling um, or whatever, that, that's something that's going on within our body. Yeah, so it's really, really fascinating stuff, I think. And I don't know if that, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that helps break it down for people, but I know, you know, I'm just trying to think, I was trying to think of, of examples, you know, when I was, um, just looking at some notes before we came on, and and you know there are there are there can be really quite simple examples. You know, for instance, I'm thinking of a case where, for instance, if I say, you know, if I'm feeling angry, you know, it's likely that I'm going to have an anger thought, or vice versa. What do you think comes first, feelings or thoughts? Or you think that either or? 
because there's a bit of conflict here. Yeah, look, they are. And as I said, in those definitions, you can definitely see it's it's quite a grey area for people, I think. Um, I guess for me, it's not so much about which one which comes, comes first, first, chicken as, or egg, chicken or yeah, egg type thing, yeah. But I think it's more about choosing. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, and I think at times we might have more ability to to work with our feelings than we do our thoughts and then other times we've got more ability to disconnect from our thoughts and choose different thoughts. So I think it just opens up the scope for the ability to actually um, to make more choices. I do personally, I think that there's a lot of power to be had in sitting in the right feelings and choosing yeah. the right feelings because quite often from that different thoughts will flow whereas sometimes when we get into that heady thought space not necessarily the feelings will flow immediately for me that's my own personal experience so I probably tend to choose more of the feeling stuff and just disconnecting from the thoughts rather than um, going the other way but what about you what are your well, thoughts on you know, that <laughs> well exactly you know, I, I I think it is a gray area and it is interesting because it, and, and it is almost academic chicken and egg stuff because does it really matter you could say well you know a newborn baby hasn't really developed its thought capacities yet but it has a feeling like it's hungry and it cries mm. but then does it have a thought that oh you know I need to get food I don't know you know mm. um, um, or as we get older, we, we feel, you know, a certain way we might feel sad, we might feel happy, and then we think because, what we, you know, our thoughts are developed over time in terms of how we respond to a certain feeling even, yeah. you know, um, if that makes sense. But, yeah, I do think it is academic. And to get back to that example, you know, they are interconnected because if I am feeling negative, then I can have a negative thought, which then flows on to probably possibly a negative behaviour. Yeah. You know, um, and vice versa. If I'm having a positive, really great feeling, then that affects how I'm thinking. So I f- I'm thinking great things, which can affect me going out and acting in such a way that's positive, you know. Um, yeah, interesting. You know, I, I, I guess I hadn't really broken it down too much and thought of it in, in terms of, you know, whether or not I could have a positive feeling and a positive thought but have a negative action I don't I don't I mean I don't, I don't, and like you said I don't think it needs to be that complicated I really think it's about just making that general connection at that level of awareness at that conscious level where particularly in relation to coaching and to goal setting or changing our behavior for instance um, where we can see the connection between all three um, and that in itself is a massive uh, I guess a massive step for some people because often we just think, you know, I'm having these random feelings. I don't know why I'm even feeling like this. My thoughts are all over the place and um, I'm having all these thoughts at once and then I just act out of goodness knows where. But consciously when we actually look at why our actions have come about in the first place, we can see that proceeded to those actions were the thoughts, were the feelings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, it becomes incredible, doesn't it, when yeah. you start to map it out and actually yeah. see that playing out. And yeah, then, and and you know, I think it's a it's a process, and it's a it's a learning process for us to actually become able to do that. So sometimes it's literally going through that exercise with people and learning how to identify a thought as it's as you've spoken or, or as it's you know come across, and learning how to see it as a thought, and learning how to 
get a little bit of distance from that. So um, building some skills around not being so yes. caught up in our thoughts. And then the same with the feelings, you know, learning how to allow feelings to flow through us and not let them t- carry us away all the time. Um, that, again, is a process and it's a skill set to, like anything, practice makes makes us better and gets our skill set stronger um, in any of those areas. But one thing I just wanted to point out, this is something that I've had quite an experience with this year in particular, is that um, I personally have dived right into some um, really incredible experiences and work with um, a man by the name of Jesse Elder in America, giving him a little bit of a plug here. It's not a paid one, but just the experience itself has changed my life in so many different ways. And I just was thinking as you were talking that one of the big key factors of the work I've been doing with him has been actually putting all the thoughts and feelings aside completely and just deciding to take a different action and just throwing myself into that. Like yeah. um, there, there is also a huge level of growth that can come from just focusing on the action and just letting all those other things go and allowing the, the, you know, things to fall into place as they need to. Like once we have a different experience from taking a different action, sometimes that's what we need to do too. And I, I know we experience that in, in coaching with our clients that sometimes you'll get so far and then there's a roadblock there and you literally just have to put all that other stuff aside and take a different action. And then it creates this experience. It creates it in our neural pathways and it creates a bodily felt experience which therefore le- lends itself to new feelings and new thoughts. Like sometimes we just have to take that first step and actually push ourselves outside of that comfort zone and go, I am feeling scared, I'm feeling nervous, I'm thinking I can't do this, but I've got to do it anyway, you know. And I think that's what a lot of the, lecture, the, lot of the literature does say, Tiff, you know, that in fact just taking action regardless of what we, we feel or what we think is, you know, the way through. Mm. a lot of the time for those breakthroughs. But, you know, again, do we feel, do we think we still have those feelings and those thoughts when they're not, they don't not exist? They are still there. We've just, as you said, suppressed them or ignored them or gone ahead anyway. So that they, they, they still may be there because I think it is the body's way of, you know, we have feelings for a reason. Mm. You know, we have emotion for a reason. It's to stop us from... Um, sometimes you know that 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 fight or flight mechanism inside us. You know, it's okay to feel nervous about you know standing on the edge of a ten foot cliff. Yeah, and you know that's for our safety, for our you know for for our safety. It's okay to have feelings of being vulnerable if our heart's been broken because we're trying to we're trying to protect ourselves from getting hurt again. Mm. Um, and those feelings, those the, the way that the body, I guess, senses and perceives. Uh, whatever it is that's happening to happening to us are healthy and are good for us, and they I think can you know be the sort of thing that that either drives us or informs us and helps us become more aware of why we do what we do mm. um, and likewise with our thoughts, you know we have thoughts for reasons because it might be when our thoughts just come randomly out of nowhere i better call so and so or I should do this or i'd like to do that. And sometimes those are ways that perhaps up through our unconscious or our subconscious that where these things are coming to the bubbling up to the surface, running through our minds 
you know, to protect us or to help us in some way, to bring to our conscious awareness um, something that needs to be brought to our attention for whatever reason. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me, though, is that the thoughts, the thoughts are something that really comes from our logical brain, mm. you know, that processing, that rational and analytical mind that's always trying to make sense, our internal processing system, whereas feelings are internal as well but they're really, again, governed by, as you say, these emotions, all the senses. Um, and it's, you know, what we attach significance to that's sort of subjective in a way, you know, like um, people, places, things, if, you know, somebody says something to me, I can respond in many different ways. I can feel in many different ways. I might, you know, they might say, oh, Tony, you know, you're, 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 you're um, very um, upfront and frank in your podcasting. And, you know, I could take that as, oh, that's a great compliment. I feel great when you say that. Or it could be, well, what really is this person trying to say to me? <laughs> you know, yeah. And I can, I can feel that as a, as in, I can respond with a bit, bit of fear. I can feel, you know, embarrassed or cautious or, you know, um, not good enough, all those sorts of things. So I just find the whole interplay is really good. But then that ultimately impacts how I take action. Mm. Even if I want to go ahead and do something anyway, I'm still navigating that space of, um, you know, probably I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, but I still feel a little uncomfortable, you know, a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that and I love what you just pointed out there as to the, that interplay between uh, the meaning that we put on something and then the way it can affect our actions. I've certainly had uh, a number of opportunities to explore that recently myself and it is, it is really interesting to see the way that we have that, uh, that stimulus from the outside world and then the response that we choose within us and the way that that then creates the action or the ability or inability to take the action in the direction that we want to. I, I think that's a always a very worthy thing to, to pay attention to. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you too that was just coming up for me and that I have, again, found really fascinating in my life, um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, is as you're making changes, right, when – so when, when we're creating changes in our lives or learning new um, – Going, going in a different path and taking new actions, the thing that I find really interesting and has been really interesting for me and really where the juice comes in is when these new thoughts pop into your head. Like they're not, they're not the old thoughts and they, they're new and sometimes they can be scary and sometimes they feel like they're not even yours. You know, it might be from working closely with someone else or it might be from stuff you're learning and then all of a sudden you start to notice these new thought processes going on and, um, and, and that you start to feel that shift and sometimes yeah. it can be so unfamiliar. Like I've had really great experiences with that and I've had some almost paralyzing fear moments with that as well. Like what the hell is going on? Like why am I? Where is this coming from? And it's so unfamiliar sometimes when you're going through big changes. Um, I, I personally have found having the right support network and in particular with some really great coaches in my life to help me navigate that as I was getting familiar with the new thoughts. But how do you handle those experiences when you do have those big shifts happening and the new stuff coming up? How do you handle it? 
Yeah, look, I, I think that's a brilliant, you know, that's a topic in itself, isn't it, Tiff, yeah. really? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a brilliant question. You know, thank you for asking that and bringing that up because I'm sure a lot of people, you know, would have a lot to say and have a, be generally very curious about this as well. I know personally, for me, um, you know, I used to find, depending on what it is, of course, and, and I'm generalising here, but for me mostly, you know, I would resist I would resist change because I would always feel very vulnerable or frightened um, and so, you know, familiar with certain ways of thinking, of doing, that I wouldn't want to veer away from that. And it took me a long time and I ha- almost had to be jolted into this state of, you know, just just feeling that fear, feeling the shift and going with what, you know, that new behaviour or that new thought or whatever it was um, or the new feeling. Um and often I, today I find it really exciting. You know, it's, I guess it's that sort of stuff that, you know, that people get really excited about the adrenaline junkies and the adventure freaks out there, you know. Yeah. It's, it's doing the new things that today give me um, excitement. So I don't see it as scary anymore or, you know, or unfamiliar and a bit, well, it's still unfamiliar but it's not, um, I don't feel I'm, I'm not wanting to resist it. I'm actually want to bring it on, you know, bring it on. Or what could this mean? Um, not all of the times, but most of the times, you know, within context. Um, you know, I don't want to go jumping off the cliff, as I said, but you know, there are. I think I guess what you're talking about is that these new ideas or these new things that come to me, new thoughts that come to me, new ways of thinking, new ways of being, new ways of doing. Mm. that might be confronting and challenging to me because I haven't been there yet, provide some sort of, um, some type of, uh, you know, that make me feel vulnerable in some way or anxious in some way, I can, can t- I turn that vulnerability or anxiety into excitement now. Like, wow, what could this mean? Yeah. Um, the curiosity. You know, I love um, one of the things we'd learned. I know we'd learned when we were doing our coaching together. One of the coaches, beautiful teacher there, um, talked about, you know, just say yes and do it anyway. That yeah. sort of, that whole um, philosophy around embracing something new. So when something new is coming to me, whether it is a new thought or a new feeling or a new something, well, yeah, I have never done that, never tried that. Maybe I can seek out somebody like you say, navigate the space with a coach or a mentor, who, somebody who has done that, and and look to look for the challenge in it. Look for the uh, look for the excitement, the the wonder in the the awe, the curiosity in the learning, the new. You know, yeah. Um, and that's that's really helped me. Um, and it hasn't been easy, you know, for me, someone like me, to get to that state because. You know, I really struggled with I just want to do, I just want to be, and I know we did a whole episode and people can go back and look at it on our um, on our podcast, um, but we did do a whole episode around comfort zones. And for me this very much relates to that. Um, is that the sort of thing, though, you're getting at, Tiff? You know, we've, we're sort of stepping out of that, that, that old thinking, now taking on new thinking. Yeah. And it can feel pretty much like we are out of our comfort zone. Yeah, totally. So I, um, I really loved your, your answer there. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I can relate so much to that. So I had a massive experience with that myself at the beginning of this year. So as I've mentioned, I've gone through a big, big life change about six months ago. And then I had the privilege of going back and seeing some family over Christmas and being in an environment where 
uh, lots of old memories and thoughts of my old circumstances were, were coming up for me. So I'd made this big change in terms of a relationship and I, I was back um, in an environment that just brought so many memories flooding up for me that by the time I came back home again, I was really very, very lost and very triggered and I just had all this confusion with old thoughts and old feelings coming up and what have you. And I, I have had the honour of working very closely with one of the teachers in our college, Dan Beeson, for quite nearly 12 months now and um, this is where for me having a good coach in your life to help you see beyond your own perception sometimes can be so valuable Um, there was a there was a sharing between us in a group of his where I was able to say this is the stuff that's triggering me right now like this is what I'm experiencing and what I'm feeling and he was able to just see that and say to me your your mind and your subconscious mind is trying to keep you comfortable because you're changing, you're going into new territory that you haven't been in before and all it's doing is throwing up all the old sources of comfort for you and it's about learning how to let that go and learning how to move through it and embrace the new thoughts and the, you know, the uncertainty. And I, for me, that was just such a powerful um, experience to go through and a powerful learning and to be able to witness and step back from my thinking and go, wow, that's actually, that's the thing that's playing out here. And I wasn't even aware of it. You know, like we, again, we talk about this in in our podcast quite a lot that sometimes you need that external mirror to help you actually get a different perspective that is removed from your own thinking. So yeah, it's a, I, I, I'm the same as you. I find it really fascinating and really exciting and just, the process of learning and leaning into those new growths and those new experiences and new thought patterns is just a beautiful thing, I think. It's And I related a bit to TIFF to our neural pathways, you know, because all of those old behaviours, those old ways of doing things have have really, you know, over the years developed a very ingra- ingrained neural pathway that this is how we deal with a certain issue, you know. And when we're trying to develop a new thought or a new pathway that's only, it takes, obviously, which is why it takes time, you know, and practice and regular um, action to continually build up that action into a habit to a behaviour that, you know, becomes more and more entrenched. So those neural pathways become, you know, more more pronounced um, in our brains. But, you know, it's about, like you say, it's about really, Going there to those new thoughts, those new to that, those new behaviors, and you know, building up our capacity, strengthening those new muscles, yeah, if you like all those new neural pathways in our brain. However, you want to see it, um, and it is, it is, it is like all the old stuff come, comes bubbling up to the surface just to sort of protect us or to make us feel like you, you're about to go into unsafe territory. Be warned. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is instinctive. You know, it's that it's that caveman, caveman and woman. In, instinctive stuff the the primal fear that says don't do this because you don't know where you're going it's going to be scary yeah and and yet you know nothing will change if we stay where we are and we know that because you know that is that 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 is very very much what what we talk about with coaching you know if you you want to set new goals if you want to set new boundaries if you want to get results you have to try something new because um you know constantly repeating those same behaviors has basically gotten people nowhere um, and, and it is about that awareness and, and stepping out in that power 
being able to learn and to grow and to move into those new areas. Um, yeah, which is which I find, I don't know about you guys, but, um, you know, people listening, but I find incredibly exciting because it's that, that sort of stuff that gives me um, inspiration, you know, to, to want to try and be better or to do better or to work towards my goals. It actually motivates me. Yeah, I think I think it definitely. I I too can relate to that feeling of excitement around it and um, the inspiration around it. But I think what I'm seeing so much of at the moment, and I know you would be too, with the work that you do and um, the the circles of people that you're connected with, um, is just how much fear comes up for people when they are facing that change and that you know. Right now in the world, we're seeing people forced to change so many different things and live life very differently to what they're used to. And it is all unfamiliar and scary. And and there's, there's threat, there's fear, there's, you know, life and death stuff. There's financial stuff. There's so many different things coming into play for everyone um, that I think sometimes for people when they're facing that change and they know they want it inside, but they look at it and it just seems so scary. Um, this is the place where, you know, some external help can come in and be of assistance if people are ready to make that change but don't know how to themselves because it just really I, – I know personally for myself it hasn't always been through coaches but um, in I've, over the last probably five years I've had huge growth personally um, because of what I was going through in my life and because of – lots of different circumstances coming together. I needed to grow to cope with my life, but I haven't been able to do any of that without someone that had gone before me and someone that was yes. there to be able to lend not only an ear of support, but also to be a bit of an example that I could model off. Um, and as I said, it hasn't always been coaching, but definitely in those times when I have been very fearful and been knowing I needed to change but have had never been able to do it myself, actually reaching out and connecting with someone who I saw in them what I wanted um, was critical for me to be able to actually make that change in my life and, and having that guide or that mentor or that person who was of, of support to me, um, I couldn't have done it alone. And I think it's really important to have somebody to, who has either walked before or to walk beside you at least through that process, mm. not just for our own safety but, you know, as part of sharing, sharing, sharing the growth, sharing the journey. You know, we're not meant to be alone and we're not meant to be living in fear. We are meant to be stepping out in faith and doing things and, you know, or, or you know, approaching life with a, with a where there will be unknowns, you know. Um, we can't just sort of, you know, lie under the doona all day and think that things are going to be great. You know, we have got to go out there. and we can, we can, It's far easier and, and I think, you know, far more sensible to venture out there with somebody who's either walked before us. I mean, that's just common sense to me, really. Mm. Somebody's already walked that, walked that journey. You know, I want to be able to talk to them or to, you know, gain from their wisdom and their lessons. I don't have to physically go down you know, every path that they've gone down, if they can tell me about the pitfalls, about their struggles, that sort of thing. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I want to be able to move forward with the support, you know, as as if I'm not out there trying to conquer this on my own because, you know, I do believe we are social 
people and, you know, we need to have relationships, our relationships around us, with whether it's, and I don't just mean personally, it could be professionally, it could be our family. You know, we have to have, we, we, we all have networks, whether they, it, also we rely on mentors or coaches, you know, sometimes people's coach and the best coach and mentor might be their grandparent, you know, or um, an uncle or auntie or, you know, a colleague. It doesn't necessarily have to be a professional coach, but depending, of course, on what we're talking about. But I think having someone navigate the unfamiliar with you at any point is, um, you know, it makes real, real good sense to me because, you know, we, we aren't alone and we don't need to do stuff alone. You know, the more support, there's a lot of support out there, actually. You know, I think people realise how much support is actually out there. I know for me on my journey, um, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the challenges, a lot of the obstacles and, you know, times when I've really been stuck or really struggling, um, you know, all I've had to do is really ask. Mm. And, and you know, life has this beautiful way of presenting people and that's been what my journey's been about, you know, as they say, when the student's ready, the teacher appears, that type yeah. of stuff, you know. And, I just and, had that in my head too, yeah. I was going to say, yep. And I mean, you know, perhaps that's a little bit spiritual for people, but I think that in in essence, that's what the whole journey about learning and growing is all about for me. You know, we're not, we don't learn and grow in a vacuum. We we learn and grow through each other. Mm. And just as we're growing or trying something new or, you know, from, from somebody who's teaching us, we are teaching somebody else something. So it's sort of a two-way, two-way, um, you know, two-way street. Yeah. Definitely, and I and I love and I love how that is because you know I know um, um, with myself you know working with people who haven't you know for instance working with young mums who aren't parents yet and I can share you know they might think it's wisdom I might be sharing all all my mistakes and saying <laughs> for, for goodness sake don't do this but you know what it, it's valuable it's they haven't heard of this stuff so it's valuable for them mm. you know whereas for me it might be you know. Might, I might not think it's too exciting, it's very exciting or it's common knowledge, but, um, you know, it's always, there's always value, I think, in sharing information and in journeying and walking with others. You know, yeah. we learn something all the time and that in itself is how we change, how we change and we up and grow through our own thoughts and our own feelings and our own actions, you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was about to um, say is that, you know, it, we, it's really important not to forget that we are social creatures and that the way that we actually formulate our thoughts and feelings in those, you know, early seven, eight years worth of our life when our subconscious is forming is through mirroring what the people around us are doing. So we literally take on board the thoughts and feelings of the people around us and we learn how to shape reality from that place. I mean, the level of that still is, is always within us that, that, interconnectedness with other people so that's where it's so important to surround yourself with uh the right people i'm not going to say positive because i'm just kind of not that keen on that word at the moment but (laughs) the right people for you to in order to um cultivate the right mindset cultivate those good feelings um what it is that you want to carry you forward in your life and surrounding yourself by the right people to help you do that and I think the beauty about coaching is that it's there as an option because quite often people won't have or you know won't always have family or colleagues or friends around them to provide that support. Or even if they do, they don't necessarily want to 
you know, entrust that information with family and perhaps they feel family is too close or a friend or colleague is too close or they want an objective sort of third party that is like a, that they can come and see and pay as a coach without, you know, getting too, you know, too sort of emotionally attached or invested in someone's journey and, and, and give that objective, you know, very frank um, support for someone to explore their own, whatever it is, their personal relationships, their careers, their professional development, finances, health and fitness, whatever it is that your people want to work on, mm. you know, and having that, that coach there to sort of back them up. So I do think it's, you know, it's certainly something that, you know, people haven't tried. It's worth trying, as you say, Tiff, you know, from your own experience, it's really opened up your options for you and changes you. So the same has been with me, you know, I don't know. I'm, I thought about, you know, getting involved with coaching years and years ago and for whatever reasons didn't and sort of come to it, you know, um, much later, you know, obviously more recently now. But it's, um, you know, it's just an incredible process that allows, it's non-judgmental, it's more about, you know, where I want to, how, how I want to, where I want to go and how I want to make changes at the rate and to the extent that I want to make them. So it's... Mm. It's a it's a really loving and gentle and respectful professional way of being able to share that journey and walk with somebody, you know. Um, yeah, I got a few quotes. Um, yeah, good. Um, I know we're sort of times ticking, but I, I I always like to add a few quotes. This is a particularly beautiful quote. Look, I'm not sure whether because there's two very similar ones. One that was attributed to um, Laetzu. Or Gandhi, but they're very, very similar. And you might have heard this. I know you would have heard this, Tiff, but some viewers may not have heard this. It says, "Your beliefs. What's your thoughts? Or your because your 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 beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values becomes your destiny. Mm. You know. So the interconnectedness of all of those and just how important those steps are." And then this one, um, you know, from Norman Vincent Peale, um, famous author, self-help uh, author, change your thoughts and change your world. So, you know, again, um, you could say that, you know, perhaps the thought, thoughts there come first, but certainly if you're changing your thoughts and you're changing your world, it's going to impact your feelings as well, isn't it? Yeah, um, Thoughts have energy. Make sure your thoughts are positive and powerful. Yeah. Um, and this one, every action, so this is actually taken going backwards from a guy called James Allen, every action and feeling is preceded by a thought. Mm. So it's sort of saying, you know, well, thoughts coming coming first. But from thoughts to feelings to behaviours, your entire life shifts away from problems when you find your purpose by giving joy away, which was a really beautiful one from um, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm. Yeah. Some nice ones there. Yeah, beautiful ones. I love those. Thank you. Yeah, so always um, always lovely to be able to share this. And I'll just this is one I found from um, Jack Canfield. He was the guy that popularised the chicken soup for the soul. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, he said, he, he said, you only have to, you only have control over three things in your life. The thoughts you think, the images you visualise and the actions you take. So you know, very similar um, there. You know, we can, we we can, um, we can make choices. You know, we can, um, 
make positive change or changes if you like. If you don't use that word positive, that's okay. Yeah, we can we can make changes in our life, you know, through the choices that we make, either in terms of how we feel, how we think, and then ultimately how we act. Yeah, yeah. so wonderful. Mm, love it. Yeah, so I hope you know that people listening in today. Um, can take away something, a little gem or something there that's jumped out at you that you might want to reflect on yourself. By all means, as usual, if people want to get in touch with us, um, you can get in contact with us through any of the platforms that we're on, um, Facebook, through email or just directly directly messaging us um, or contacting us. Um, you know, both of us are sort of out there on social media. I see Tiff's been, you've been getting out a lot on social media. I'm loving it. <laughs> loving, yeah. see, loving seeing all your loving seeing all your videos it's just even just you know from the time that I've known you seeing your own growth and how you've come ahead and um you know putting yourself out there it's just fantastic I really want to acknowledge that I think it's wonderful oh thank you it's um yeah I really am enjoying the ability to connect with people through that media at the moment because you know now more than ever it's it's been a source of connection for me and um has been yeah, a re- just a real joy to to be able to share my world and and share in other people's lives and and worlds. And I've made some incredible friends and um, yeah, just some. I'm there are some beautiful souls out there that are coming into my life as a result of. And I know they all are liking our podcast, so I'm going to send a big shout out <laughs> to, to all of Tiff's friends. <laughs> yeah, we love we love having you listening. It really means a lot. It's yeah. important because. As much as we love doing this, it's all—it's really awesome to get feedback and to know that people appreciate it too. So, yeah, thanks everyone. Yeah, thanks everyone. It's—it's it's wonderful. And thank you, Tony, again. It's um great to connect again. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great week or whatever the, the month ahead. Um, you know, stay strong, and we'll be um we'll see you next time. Yep, awesome. Okay.